The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. What's going on, everyone? My name is Josh. Welcome to the Barcelona Granas podcast. Today, we're going to do a quick little El Clasico preview. We're recording this the morning of just to try to get the most up-to-date news for everybody. So it's finally here after being initially postponed on October 27th due to some political stuff. El Clasico is finally set to take place at the Camp Nou. The referee for today's match is Alejandro Jose Hernandez. You can watch this on all of the usual places you watch your La Liga matches. Um, just real quick, some of the ins and outs for Barcelona. Um, Arthur, Usman Dembele, Juan Clara Tobito, Wage, and Junior Fripo are out. Um, some of the doubts and outs for Real Madrid are Eden Hazard, Marcelo, uh, Lucas Vasquez, James Rodriguez, Marco Asensio, Brahim Diaz, Alvaro Adoresola and Marino. So both squads are missing um, at least one or two key players. Uh, some of the possible lineups that are probably going to take place, Barcelona announced the players that they're bringing um, due to injuries. Of course, they're going to be a little, a little weak, but probably Ter Stegen, Semedo, Piquet, Linglet, Alba, Rakitic, Busquets, De Jong, Messi, Suarez, Griezmann. So I, I would expect to see Rakitic back in there given the recent run of form. With him, uh, it would be a little surprising not to see him. For on the Real Madrid side, it's probably going to be Courtois, Carvajal, Varane, Ramos, Mendy, and then Cruz, Casemiro, Valverde, Rodrigo, Benzema, and actually, I don't know who's. I don't really know who's going to play that um, that third attacking position because, and again, that's one of the um, that is one of the little bit of interesting things for Real Madrid is. Um, they could switch formations. They could play a little four four two, a little four three one two, because without you know those wingers that are going to um, to back up Kareem Benzema, like all the injuries that they have, Eden Hazard, Lucas Vasquez, I'm pretty sure um, they're going to be kind of left a little bit on an island in terms of what they're going to do from the attacking perspective. Um, I I find it fascinating what's what Real Madrid are going to do offensively and defensively. Because if you look at the tactics of the situation, right, like without without that incredible attacking front that people are used to with Real Madrid, right, with Hazard, Marcelo, and Vasquez. And Marcelo is obviously, you know, a fullback, but he provides such offensive power that they're missing three players that can help them offensively. They're really just going to be relying on Kareem Benzema and then some input from the midfield. So I don't know when you look at who they're going to field, right? Like their, their main choice is going to be whether they play Isco or, or I mean, I guess, I guess they could, I guess they could potentially play both of them, but it feels like they're probably, 
it feels like they're probably only going to play. I don't know. Part of me wonders if they should play Modric just because of the defensive stuff, right? I think you could go with, I don't know, you could play more offensively. You could play with a more tendency to like expose yourself, I guess. But it feels like Real Madrid are potentially going to want to play more conservatively and put someone like Modric in the midfield to counteract Messi's midfield play. Because if you go with an Isco, that's going to be a little bit more throwing players forward offensively. Uh, really just depends if they do something like a 4-3-1-2, who takes that number 10 role if it's Modric or Isco. Um, again, like it depends if they try to double up on Messi or not. Because if they do that, then how Barcelona counteract that's going to be a little bit interesting because if they double up on Messi, then Barcelona are pretty much just going to be like, hey, Sergio Busquets, uh, go forward. Do great things and that you know that just doesn't really work Busquets isn't going to do that they're not going to ask him to do that so De Jong is going to be a big presence finding him seeing how he seeing how he reacts when the offensive move from the Madrid midfield comes towards him and then he has to react and switch on the offensive side it's going to be fun to watch him in a in an El Clasico match I think this match has come like I know it being delayed is was pretty inconvenient and it stinks and all that blah 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 whatever i do think that this match is coming at a good time for both teams there's stars playing right like suarez benzema cruz de Jong, messi griezmann there's still stars on this game despite the injuries and i don't know this this is such a big match that Rakitic, like someone like Ivan Rakitic, right? Who's had a little bit of a tough season. I suspect he's going to start today. Roberto, I don't know. But for me, when I look at the midfield, because that was, again, that was one of the questions we got on Twitter was about the midfield and how Barcelona were going to play in the midfield, how it stacks up against Real Madrid's. I really think both midfields are pretty equal in terms of talent. Um, I do think Real Madrid has a little bit more depth and a few more different options they can throw at things. But it really just depends what formation they go with. If they're rocking a 4-3-1-2, then whoever plays that number 10 role, like we talked about, whether that's Modric or Isco, um, is going to have to be a little bit more defensively minded with Messi. But then how those who play behind him you know, react, whether that's, I don't know, because I, I guess that would be like Cruz, Casemiro, and Valverde. But Cruz and Casemiro are just absolute just authorities in the midfield. And so seeing De Jong and Busquets and Rakitic go up against those guys is going to be pretty interesting. Um, they've De Jong's had a fantastic season. Rakitic and Busquets have both been good, but I think a little bit inconsistent this year. And we're really going to see... I don't know. We're going to see what the Barcelona midfield is made of because Real Madrid's midfield has been playing great of late. Real Madrid has been in really good form except for their their weekend draw. They've been in great form as of late. And it's, I don't know. I don't think it's going to come down to the midfield. Like I feel like there's some of the absences on the defensive and fullback side are going to be pretty essential. But especially, uh, I'm just, I'm very interested to see how and again, Barcelona's defense hasn't been world-class this year, right? Like they've, I think they've allowed 20 goals. Real Madrid's only allowed 12, I want to say. Like Atletico Madrid's allowed 10. Real, 12. Yeah, okay. I am interested to see how Real Madrid are going to create offense. Without without Hazard, 
without Lucas Vasquez. Like they're going to rely on like a weird bail substitution. It's going to be Benzema. It's going to be crosses. It's going to be how they push up through the midfield with Cruz. And it's going to be, it's, I don't know. It's going to be pushed from the back, right? Like with Ramos and Varane and Cruz, it's going to, it's real. I think, they're going to have a very slow moving offense. It feels like I don't see a ton of like high press counterattacking stuff. It feels like they're just going to slowly move the ball up the field with an experienced midfield peg crosses into Benzema and hope he can do something. And he probably can. <laughs> um, he's been so good and I love watching him in the air and it feels like we're going to get to see a lot of that this match. So that's going to be pretty exciting. Um, but in terms of the viewer question, let me let me get the person's Twitter name. So yeah, ask us questions on Twitter, by the way, for the podcast. And L asks, what does he think of our midfield compared to Madrid's? Because for me, that's where the battle will be decided. I think they're pretty even. I do think that Messi um, distracting some of the Real Madrid midfields a little bit more than usual is important. And how Messi, I don't know. Where Messi picks his spots is obviously important. That's going to be a little bit fascinating, especially after a difficult, a difficult match over the weekend against Real Sociedad, seeing how he plays and what spots he picks in a match like this is going to be very interesting because Barcelona may not be able to rely on him for some sort of match winner. They might have to actually come up with something themselves. So we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to come back and talk more about a Clasico bit and then get into a little bit of news before we head off for the day. Already and we're back. So kind of got some of the tactical stuff out of the way. In terms of results, I, I think this is a, a very difficult game to predict. Um, it usually is a difficult game to predict, especially with this game being delayed. Right now, both teams are tied atop La Liga at 35 points. This is We've been waiting two extra months for this match. The, the biggest thing with this, and Renato talked about this in his preview that you can check out on the site, is... Um, this is a rivalry game, right? This is the biggest match for either team thus far in the season. This, it's going to be an ugly game potentially, and the result is all that matters, right? Like, like Ronaldo said, I, th- I think he put this really well in his last paragraph. A Clasico is about so much more than performance, form, hatred for our own manager, or place in the table. It's about winning and feeling great no matter how ugly the game is. I think Barcelona, I think... I don't necessarily think this is going to be some sort of offensively flared fest. I think both teams are going to potentially play a little bit conservatively at first. I do know that Real Madrid have a very good defense. They, I'm going to look this up while I'm talking, but I'm pretty sure they've only allowed like 12 goals in the league of this season. Um, Barcelona have allowed much more. They've allowed, I want to say, goals allowed 20. Yeah, Real Madrid's only allowed 12 thus far in the season. That's only two more than Atletico Madrid, <laughs> which is just wild. Uh, Barcelona has been far more potent offensively, and I think you can see in the Real Madrid lineup that we talked about is that due to the injuries, that's kind of just what you have to expect with Real Madrid right now. Like, their Kareem Benzema is the is the offensive core of that team right now. So, I, I do think... Renato said 3-1 Madrid. Okay, listen. I don't know if he... I think he's trying to like reverse jinx it here. I don't know if he's going to listen to this, but Renato, I think you're reverse jinxing. I think this is a 2-2 game. I think it's going to come out in a draw. Barcelona played, for some reason, much better at the Bernabeu against Real Madrid, and Madrid played really well in Barcelona. Um, the 
I think the 2-2 the draw at Real Sociedad is kind of indicative of what we're going to see in this game. Um, Messi's going to be somewhat contained. Barcelona, I don't know. They're going to have to show up in a big match um, with the expectation that Lionel Messi might not save them. And Messi might save them this game. I have no idea. You can't really tell. But I do think that they need to show that they're able to rescue themselves from a match without Messi doing it for them. And that might be today. That might not happen for a while. But I think they need to show it. Um, a couple of quick news bits before we head out. Lionel Messi was named La Liga Player of the Year for 2018 and 19. Um, another award. Congratulations, Lionel Messi. You're a great guy. Uh, right after I recorded the podcast on Monday, it was announced that Barcelona will face Napoli in the Champions League tie. Napoli are they are very talented, but uh, they're... Uh, they're not doing great right now. Um, they just fired their manager. Ironically, this is um, this is the match that I was able to see in preseason was Barcelona against Napoli in Miami. That was, of course, with uh, Carlo Ancelotti as the manager. He is now gone. I do... They're going to be difficult, right? Like Luis showed a piece on the side. Barcelona will face a talented but sputtering Napoli. Napoli are capable of making things difficult for Barcelona. They're just kind of a team in transition. So depending upon how they how they recover will uh, will determine much about that match, um, especially the first match. I think that's going to be obviously a tone setter. The other bits of news, uh, I, I thought this was kind of funny. Ronaldo's agent called Messi's Ballon d'Or win an injustice. Uh, because Ronaldo's done so much more, and if he was still Real Madrid, he would, of course, have won it, which is which is pretty funny. Uh, that's about all I have. There was there was some Neymar stuff. If you're not happy somewhere, you have to leave that place. He maintained he is committed to PSG. That's it. That's it. I talked about Neymar. All right, we can be done. Everyone enjoy El Clasico. Watch it with the ones you love if you can. For me, it's in the middle of the day, <laughs> so. I will probably have to watch it afterwards. Visca Barca. Enjoy the match. Stay safe. And I will talk to you later. Thanks. Thanks.